today, and if you're a guest in the house, we welcome all of you, and uh, hopefully we will fill out our care cards, be diligent in doing that so we can have record of your visit as well as prayer requests or anything that you would love for us to uh, do today. I don't want to overlook anybody, but I'm sure I will. Uh, you notice there's something different at the piano. Praise the Lord. Right. Yeah. And there are others that's looking pretty and good looking. And uh, right here, Mr. M.L. McGuffin. What a miracle. Right. Thank you. God bless you. And my associate, I'm so thankful, has returned. Brother Daryl Bibb. Hey. Amen. Wow. Well, church, we just as well get back at it, right? Uh, I think we've been slack a long enough time, and, uh, you know, we probably won't start back fellowshipping right now, but uh, it's okay. Speak to one another, love one another, because God's in control, and uh, the rest of it is up to us to do what God's asked us to do. I have a thank you note I want to share with you to our church family. A family of David Pitts thanks you for your thoughtfulness, donation in this time of need. Your gift is most appreciated. Please continue to give David, keep David in your prayers. And Romans 12:8 says, if it is to encourage them, give encouragement. If, if it is to giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. God bless all of you. This is from Pat and Richard Cole and David Pitts. And church, I thank you uh, for the love offering that you uh, gave uh, in support of them. And, uh, you know, someone made the comment. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing that we did. And church, you always arise to the occasion of giving. <clears throat> and I always, to me, I've always said, I'd rather be on the giving end than on the receiving end. All right, I know we have others who have announcements, so if you're one of those, just come right on. Good morning. I just want to make um, you aware of a couple of baby showers that are coming up in our church um, Matt and Brooke Smith are expecting a little boy, and so we're going to be having a shower for them on June the 27th during the PM service. And we have a basket on this side in the back. If you're not able to come on June the 27th, you can put your gift there in the basket. Um, but if you're able to come, come and celebrate with them. Also, we have a basket in on this side of the gathering area for um, Raven Hammond. She's having a little boy, little Harrison Kane. So if you um, would uh, bring a gift and put in her basket for her, and we'll celebrate with them. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good morning. Um, just wanted to remind you that if you want any of the Sunday school classes or any individuals want to donate to towards the WMU Mission Project for Fostering Faithfully, you can either see myself or Janice Lewis, or you can get any kind of a fast food gift card, and um, 
give it to us, and we will make sure those are donated. Thank you. Good morning, church family. Vacation Bible School is right around the corner. We got a little over a month until we will be um, just welcoming a bunch of our community kids into our church. And as of right now, um, I had asked a lot of people to help out, and we have over 50 people that have signed up to volunteer. So I wanted to thank you, church family, for helping organize this event. With that being said, uh, Preacher Kenny is going to be doing an adult class for anyone else that would like to join and come to the class all five nights. Um, if you would like to join his class, I would ask you to please fill out one of these registration forms. Now, this form is for the children, and there's a lot of information on here like age and date of birth. I don't need any of that. All I need is your name at the top of it. And the reason I need this is to make sure that we have enough head count for, or the head count correct for enough food during VBS. Um, the other thing I'd like to announce is I'm going to do a shirt order for our VBS. I will send out a text message to everyone that I have had sign up to ask for your sizes if you would like to order a shirt. If not, please come see me in the children's hall. I would like to get that in no later than next week if you would like a t-shirt order. The price will vary upon how many shirts that we get. So I'll announce that price after we find out how many people would like to order a shirt. Um, the last thing that I would like to announce for Vacation Bible School is a workshop that I'll be doing for all of the volunteers closer to the date. I believe I had actually scheduled it for June the 27th, but I just heard the announcement about the baby shower, so I overlapped that. I will get back with you and have that in the bulletin. Um, but for all volunteers, if you could attend the workshop so everything will be clear, you'll know exactly what to do, when to be here every day for VBS. But again, thank you so much for your help and um, just continue to pray for our Vacation Bible School this year. Thank you. All right, so tonight is the night. It's not Valentine's Day, but it is our youth mission trip uh, dinner and show. Uh, we're not doing a newlywed, not so newlywed game. Uh, some marriages had some troubles a few years ago, so we're going to hold off. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it's just uh, it just didn't didn't fit with the the theme and all. And so we're doing Family Feud tonight. All right. And so I'll be the game host. We'll see how that goes. But it's going to be some youth versus we don't know yet. So you got to come if you want to participate. Uh, we're going to select randomly from the crowd some adults to go against the youth for our family feud. Uh, the menu, hopefully you saw that. If you didn't sign up, we'd still love for you to come. We have room. We're somewhere around 100. The kitchen crew might get mad at me for saying that. But listen, I'm all about raising support for our mission trip, so uh, I'll, I'll give you my plate if I have to. All right? We want you to come. It uh, doesn't cost you anything. It's donation only, and all the proceeds are going towards our youth mission trip to Houston, Texas. Tickets were purchased this past week, so everybody's locked in. We're excited. We've got 18 uh, folks total going. Uh, and so any donation that you can make to help uh, us towards our trip there out to Houston, Texas, would be greatly appreciated. Whether you can come tonight or not, we're going to have some T-shirts as well. A lot of our students sold these uh, to help pay for their trip, 
so these are the four shirts uh, that you guys, hopefully you've seen. Um, we're going to have some extras tonight in various colors. We've got blue, we have red, we have orange. We just have some various colors uh, in, in limited sizes. So if you want one, we'll have some tonight. If you're not going to be able to come tonight, you'd still love to have one. Uh, I'm going to be, I think, I'm going to be out on the, the children's wing at the desk during the service. So you can come and uh, see me, and I'll make sure to, to get you a shirt. But uh, I think that's it. Uh, youth, if you could be here this afternoon at 3 o'clock, uh, we're going to start decorating, getting ready. We're going with a Texas theme since we're going to Houston, Texas. So you might be, you might see some cowboy boots and cowboy hats and uh, some red, white, and blue. All right, so be here at 3 o'clock. We're going to get set up uh, for this evening at 6 o'clock. All right, thank you. All right. This Wednesday night is our missions night, and I want to encourage, since I'm the man, I want to encourage uh, you men, if you haven't been coming, uh, to be here uh, this Wednesday night. We'll meet in the fellowship hall right after our meal, and uh, Lord willing, next Sunday, um, we're going to baptize in here, Lord willing, if we can get the crowd together that's wanting to be baptized in here next Sunday morning. Also, next Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock at the river, for 4 o'clock ice-cold baptism in the river, and then a church-wide picnic to follow. Uh, next Sunday, there will be a map in the bulletin, so you will know how to, to get to the place uh, where we're going to have this great event. And, of course, the next Sunday uh, is Father's Day, so a lot going on. And uh, this afternoon at 4.30, uh, our deacons meeting has been moved to that time because uh, of the events that's coming. So if you one of our deacons, we ask you to please be uh, at the meeting this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Does anyone else have any announcements or anything to be said? 4.30. You coming? Bless you, sister. It's okay. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for being able to be with our people today. And Lord, uh, I, I'm so blessed to be a part of a church that is so active and so loving and so giving and so encouraging. God, I thank you and I praise you. For this time in my life where you have put Lynn and I, uh, uh, Lord, just help us to be aware of your presence wherever we go. Thank you for those that are guests in the house today. Thank you for all that, are, that have come today. Those that haven't been here in a while have come back. God, I thank you. I thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you for your love, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we're here today to worship you, a true and living God. And how we do thank you. Lord, I thank you that I don't have to be convinced that you're real. I thank you that I don't have to be convinced that your son Jesus died for my sins. I thank you, Lord, that I know he arose from the grave and that he is soon to return. Lord, help us to be aware of your presence wherever we go. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
I will sing of my Redeemer and his heavenly love to me. He from death to life hath brought me, Son of God, with him to be. Sing, O sing of my Redeemer, with his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon, paid the debt, and made me free. This hymn that we will sing in just a moment is one that I like to call the gospel in a nutshell. It says it all right here. And if you are grateful for what the Lord has done for you, this eternal life, this gift of eternal life, I hope that you will stand and sing from the bottom of your heart and soul in praise and thanksgiving to our Lord. Let us stand and sing. I will sing of my Redeemer. gracious heavenly father we just thank you lord once again for bringing us back into your house lord and for all the many blessings you bestowed upon us lord you give us so much and ask for so little in return 
We just pray that you be with these tithes and offerings for the upbuilding of thy kingdom and for this church family, Lord. Guide and direct us, watch over us, and protect us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's hard to move after that. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Sheila. Just so peaceful and um, very inspiring. Thank you. Our next hymn is number uh, 511, The Solid Rock. Let us stand and sing, please. Oh, 
praise the Lord Jesus. I invite you to come to the altar at this time for prayer. Um, as you're coming, Brother Danny Boggs will be coming to lead us this morning. Of course, we continue to pray for all of our government officials, both locally and uh, through our state and through our nation, uh, our military, our law enforcement, our utility keepers, our doctors, our nurses, our teachers as school's about to be out, and for our students to remain hopefully safe through the summer, um, our farmers, our fire and rescue people, our first responders, our guests that we have in our presence today, our great choir. Um, Brother Robert Armstrong has come through his surgery fine. He's recuperating at home. Brother Richie Brock also came through his surgery and recuperating fine. Um, Mr. Henry Cobb uh, will be moved to the Veterans uh, Care Facility in Anderson on Tuesday. You pray for he and Mr. Betty. Uh, also, Lisa Hart. Lisa is the pastor's wife of Friendship Baptist Church, where Lynn and I came from when we left Anderson County to come here. It's, uh, not well this morning, and they, they call and ask us to remember uh, her in our prayers. Also, our security team. Um, they are in their places of service today. Also, the family of Luke Davis. Uh, this is the 19-year-old young man that was killed on 123 yesterday morning, somewhere around 9 or 9.30. I watched his daddy grow up. I baptized his daddy. I married his daddy and his, or his wife. And I've got that funeral this week. It's been a while since I had the funeral of a teenager. So y'all pray. Pray for the family. And far as I know, I'm the only preacher that's going to be there conducting that service. I need your encouragement. I need your prayers desperately. Of course, the family is all broken up. He's the uh, fourth generation. It's still living. So, just remember the family of Luke Davis. Brother Danny, son, you come and lead us, please. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence today. And we just thank you, Lord, for this great assembly of believers. Lord, we just uh, are so thankful for the, the sweet spirit that's here within our church, and we're just so thankful to everyone who's been able to come out and worship you. Father, we thank you for the rain you've given us recently. We're just so grateful for that, as we know and trust that you know when we need it and how much we need, and we just, again, leave that up to you and just thank you for what you are giving us. We lift up the things to you, Lord, to now that are going on at our church. We we pray, Lord, that you would lead and guide and direct us as we start uh, making preparations for Bible school, that uh, uh, everyone would be able to uh, serve in the capacity that uh, your Spirit has guided them to be in. And just uh, pray that you would bless us uh, to reach uh, our community through this uh, uh, great uh, uh, thing that we have going on here uh, this summer. Uh, we lift those up to you, Lord, now that are on our, our prayer list, so many, 
those have had surgeries and are recovering. We thank you for being with them as, as they uh, face those surgeries. We uh, also lift up those that are, are dealing with uh, deaths this morning, Lord. The, the Davis family, we just uh, just lift up the entire family to you, Lord, both not only the family but the friends of uh, this young man who are certainly mourning uh, his loss today. And I just pray that your Holy Spirit would comfort them, uh, certainly in this, this time. Uh, of need. Uh, we now lift up our service to you, Lord. We pray that you would just strengthen uh, the words that uh, Kenny has to give us today. Uh, just pray that uh, you would allow the Holy Spirit to just permeate this place and, and touch the lives of those that are here and allow uh, everything that's said and done to be done according to your will. These things we ask in Christ's name. Amen.
could take another dose of that, couldn't you? Wow, thank you, thank you. So good to be in God's house. I failed to mention Ernest Ehabi. I haven't heard from Ernest this week, but the, the last phone call that I told you he has malaria. This is about the third time he's had it. Uh, and he said this was the worst case that he's had. So continue to remember, Ernest, in your prayers. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Mark. A very long passage of Scripture, verses 3 through 20. But hopefully this portion of God's Word that you and I, that we can see ourselves in there somewhere. And if we need adjusting, we need to allow God to adjust us. Okay? So here we go. Mark 4, beginning with verse 3. Hearken, pay attention, watch what's happening. Behold, there went out a sower to sow. Now, no sower is going to go out without seeds, okay? A sower don't go out just to look as over the ground. He goes out with seed. That's why he's called a sower. And it came to pass, as he sowed, Some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred. And Jesus said unto them, He that hath an ear... To hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him about this parable. And this is what he said unto them. Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. And seeing... They may see and not perceive. And hearing, they may hear and not understand. Lest at any time they should be converted and their sin should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Do you not know this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? And the sower... The sower soweth the word. That's you and I as Christians, we're the sower. The seed is the word of God. And so verse 15 he says, And these are they 
by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. But they have no root in themselves, and so endure, but for a time afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Lord, thank you for this precious word. Thank you, Lord, that we understand that the Word is the seed. That we understand as Christians we are the sower. But, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to realize and know that we'll give an account as to how we receive the Word and how we sow the Word. Because the increase is up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. How is your heart? The heart is an amazing piece of equipment that God has placed in every soul that it continue to pump the blood. In fact, the thing the heart pumps five quarts of blood through many, many feet of veins and arteries. In 60 seconds. That's fast. Sometimes the blood is restricted. And if not taken care of, they become clogged. Which can lead to a heart attack. Some of us have stents. Some of you have had bypass surgery. It used to be a serious thing. To have bypass surgery. But now it seems like the more bypasses a person has, the better the blood flows and the better they feel. So I think about this. We need to have healthy hearts if we're going to continue uh, to function. Not only physically, but also spiritually, we need to keep a healthy heart. So I ask the question again, how is your heart? How is my heart? You know, it's garden time. Many of you have already got your garden in, You've hey, and it's growing, and you're great. I think about our own garden. In my own garden, there's good, rich, fertile ground. There is red clay, and then on one end of it is full of rock. And I mean, when I set the tiller in there to start, I probably should start on the rocky end. Because the time I get to the rocky end, I'm about wore out and that's where it's a whooping you, okay? But the seed has to be sown. If you want to harvest. 
How much harvest depends on how much sowing. So when I think about that, you have your little outline there. I hope you're looking at that, and maybe you're writing in, and maybe you uh, don't care. But I hope you will look at it. So first of all, the question, how is your heart? I must be good soul for God and his word. How I receive the word, how I receive the word into my, into my heart and how I'm willing to give it out depends on the soul. Okay, it depends on uh, the soil uh, that God has blessed me with. Okay, uh, a healthy life. Yeah, I got all kind of problems, but hey, I'm not going to let the problems get in my way of sowing. Okay, because it's my responsibility as a Christian. Don't talk about the preacher. Don't talk about the pastor. As a Christian, it's your and my job uh, to sow uh, the word of God. So. I must be good soil to God and his word. Verse 8. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth 30, 60, and some 100. You know, I've got to be receptive. I must be receptive to the word of God. It may not always say what I wish it would say. But it says what it says, and it will stand throughout this life. It will stand in eternity. Because the Word, if you look at the uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1, it's Jesus. And He's going to stand forever. So I must receive and be receptive of this Word, like it or not. Once I receive the word, the next thing I need to do is to be obedient to the word. You can't sit down on you do nothing and do nothing. If I've got the word, I've been saved, I have Jesus, I I need to give it away. I need to be obedient to his word. Not only be a receptive and obedient, but also, and some of us don't like this, I said us. We need to be willing to be adjusted. I may not be exactly what I ought to be, okay? Many times trying to find the right size wrench. And I end up with an adjustable wrench. Okay, they make different sizes of adjustable wrenches. Many, many years ago, I'm talking... Early 70s, I worked at Bluebell Truck Lines in Greenville, South Carolina. Right where Interstate 85 and 25 cross over in Hope, Bluebell Truck Lines is still there. I was a mechanic in the shop. And that particular wrench was called a thumb buster. Because if it wasn't adjusted just right and you're using it and it slips, you can look out. Because something's going to get busted. I need to be willing to be adjusted. Why? To fit the proper occasion wherever I am. Whether it be preaching, casually visiting, engaged in some activity, 
a wedding and or a funeral. I have to be willing to be adjusted. Verse 4 in that passage said, And it came to pass as, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls, the air came and devoured it. The wayside soil is, is talking about a hard heart. Some people are so bound, bent, and determined, they're not going to change. Don't even attempt to adjust them. Person said, I am what I am because that's the way God made me. Let me tell you something. God is in the adjusting business. We're his children. And if we need adjusting, we need to allow him to adjust us. The birds here represent the devil. Is the seed are scattered. Hey, the birds came and, and devoured it up before it had a chance to reach the, the place where it was designed to go. And the devil moves in. When you hear the word of God taught, preached, shared, whatever, he's always present to snatch it away from you. To say, hey, you don't have to believe that junk. No. I don't have to believe it. But I tell you what it will lead to. It will lead to backsliders. It will lead to offsiders. And it will lead to out-of-bounders. You know, I think about me. Do I fit any of these? Am I backslidden? Have I failed to continue to read God's Word and pray daily? And visit, encourage, share the word? Am I offsiders? Do people know where I stand? On Christ's rock I stand, as the song went this morning. Hey, he's the best place to stand. He is the solid rock. No matter what I, what my past is or what your past is, God can take that and use it for His glory, if we turn around and quit being a backslider and an out-of-bounder and an offsider, He can use that for His glory uh, and His honor. Um, uh, you know, these things are sin. You know what the solution is to it? Repent. Just simple, repent. James, listen to this. James chapter 1, verse 22 says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, because when you do, you only deceive yourself. You're fooling yourself. You either are for Jesus or you are against Jesus. There are no in-between. Secondly, in your outline, I must confess my sins. If I expect to grow as a Christian. You see, sin stunts, hinders the growth that God would have us to be. In fact, y'all listen, I have to decide. Am I going to grow as a Christian or am I just going to sit still? I'm satisfied preacher like it is. I don't plan to do anything. I've been saved, baptized, I'm a member of this church, been here 50 years. I don't plan to change. I don't plan to do anything different than what I've been doing for the last 50 years. I feel sorry for you. 
Because they're going to come a harvest time. They're going to come a reckoning time. And as I said, gardens are in. They are producing already. It's amazing what the seed does if we put it in the ground. You know, this, this is amazing. Someone gave me some special watermelon seed. My other seed had already come up. But I went out to sow this particular watermelon seed. I took my hoe and I scratched the ground a little bit. I took my finger and I pushed down into the soil. You know what I felt? Moisture and heat. I put the seed in there, covered it up, went on out. Listen to me. I'm talking less than a week and a half. Here comes a little plant. You know why? Because the soil was just right. It was warm and it was moist. You know what? The Word of God is always just right. It's always warm. It's always moist. And it's ready to be sown. It's ready to give out. And the problem is the sower. The sower is the problem. That's you. That's me. Look at verse 5. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, and because it had no depth of earth. Well, you know, the shallow soil represents a cheap commitment. Rocks are there as sin in our life. And let me tell you something. Literal rocks, okay? I told my grand youngers, I said, if you take this five-gallon bucket, and for every five-gallon bucket you fill up with rock, I'll give you five dollars. You know what happened? They began to pick up rocks, hopefully. First thing I know, they couldn't tote the bucket. That's the same way. It's, it, if a rock represents sin, the more rock we carry, the heavier it becomes, and the harder it is to carry these rocks when the best thing to do is to get rid of them. And you know, I don't take a bucket out there. I just walk out through there just slinging them, just getting them out of the way. It's amazing to me. I can pick up all that I see. Then you have a big rain, you go out there and there they are again, just like they produce it. <laughs> but you know what? Those rocks are as old as time. God made those rocks. He made them for a purpose. Well, you know, you know what the devil says? Don't you get too involved down there at First Baptist. Don't get too involved. And for goodness sakes, don't go every service. I mean, you go every service, first thing you know, you're going to be so involved, you can't do what you want to do. Who's first? Who's first? God needs to be first. Jesus needs to be first. Listen. Every plant has to have roots. If it don't, it can't draw the nutrients out of the soil to produce a good, healthy plant. To produce some good, delicious fruit. So it must be with us. You know, we need to have roots in the Word of God reaching, reaching down deep that we can receive what God has for us. 
You know, just to read the word, oh, I read the word, close your Bible, ten minutes later, can't even remember what I read. The Bible is, is, is God's holy word. It's not always easy and clear to understand. But listen, the part that God wants you and me to understand, He will reveal it to us. One time reading may not get it. Okay? You go through and weed, weed the garden and you turn back around and say, oh, I missed one. It don't take but one to produce some others. And first thing you know, you've got a good weed crop. It's amazing to me how weeds outgrow the crop. It's amazing to me how the lost generation of our entire world is always prospering. And we are doing the best we can to live right and to do right and seem like everything goes against us. But let me tell you, we're going to have the last life. We're going to be in heaven with Jesus when all this crowd is, is lost and, and making fun of us. God's going to say, I'm sorry. I never saw you in my garden. I never saw you receiving my son. I never saw you giving out the word. I never saw you sowing the first seed. I'm sorry, I don't know you. I don't have any space for you. No space. A third thing. If we think about how, how's your heart. Listen, I need to get rid of pride. I need to get rid of pride in order to prosper for God. You know what pride is? Now, let me, let me start this way. I have a lot of pride, okay? And I am so proud to have you as my church family. This is not my church, okay? Hear me well. I hear it out there all the time. This Kenny Owens church. No, it is not. It's God's church. It's God's house. And he's put us here at a, at a strategic time and a strategic place in order to be all God wants us to be. Now, on the pride side, you know what pride is? Distractions. Distracting us from doing what God wants us to do. You see, the Bible talks about thorns. Uh... I was mowing the grass yesterday down the fence line, and I got a lot of blackberry vines, and they just, and every time I cut the grass, they've grown out more. And I go by them, and I'm growing up like this, hoping they don't snag me. <laughs> well, they did. But there were fruit hanging on those vines. And the devil's not happy when fruit is hanging on the vines. So what did he do? He chops them off. You know what happened to them? What the Bible says, they wither. And they die. Listen, the devil this morning would love to, to, to clip you and me and see us wither away and die for God. Wither away. Well, you know, we, we've got to be strong enough uh, to stand. Because, listen, these thorns causes pain. And they are distractions. You know what? Roundup kills weeds. Look at verse 7. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Didn't say it died. 
It just didn't yield any fruit. You know, the thorny soil, verse 7, represents an overcrowded life. Well, preacher, you just don't know my schedule. I don't have time to come to church. You're here. I'm not talking about you. I just don't have time to come to church. One of these days, I may get around to it. I visited an old boy many times. He said, Preacher, if you want to see me, you come visit me anytime you want to. But on Sunday, you can find me on the golf course. That's where I am. I love it. I give it my all, and I'm going to play. Well, I continued to visit, continued to pray, and one Sunday, he fell dead sick with a heart attack. One thing led to another, he accepted Christ. He gave up. Now listen to me. He gave up playing golf on Sunday, but he still plays golf. Okay? It's okay. Who's first? You know, I've thought about this many times. I, I remember when I didn't have time for church. I remember when I didn't have time for God because I was too busy doing other things that did not mount to a hill of beans as far as God goes. I asked myself this question as I asked you, just how much do we want to reap? We're not going to reap if we don't sow. So the more we sow, the more we reap. That's understandable. Isn't that easy to get along? Well, the reason me and remember there's a harvest day coming. Uh, there's a harvest day coming. I'm going to see the person that led me to Jesus. I'm going to see that, that lady, vacation Bible school teacher. I'm going to see her. I want to thank her for taking a few seconds to pull a child of 12 years old aside and say, Listen, I want to tell you how to be saved. Thank the Lord for my mom and daddy who saw to it that I was in Bible school. What if I had a miss? What if my mom and daddy said, I don't care where you go up there or not. All I'm going to do is play a bunch of games and give you something to eat and send you home. Our Bible school here this time and any other time teaches the Word of God. I don't know all the lessons yet because I haven't gotten them yet. Heather's working on it. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to be uh, in Bible school and to try to, to lead those of you who will come to the adult class. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that because that has to do with sowing seed. You know, we only have one life to live. Don't pass through here one time. I ask me as I ask you, where is God in the lineup of your and my life? Where is He? Are we fighting rocks and thorns? We don't have to. We put Him first. He'll get rid of the rocks. He'll get rid of the thorns. But let me tell you, it don't mean they won't return because the devil is powerful too. You've got to know that. He'll see to it that, hey, after I picked up all the rocks I saw, and then here come the rain exposing more rocks, more problems. 
more distractions, but we got and stand on the Word of God. It's important. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the privilege to share your Word today. Thank you for Jesus who took time to share this parable, not only with the disciples, but those uh, that heard that message. Lord, I pray that you'd help us all as Christians in this room right now, help us to realize that we are the sower. And that we have precious seed, the Word of God. Lord, help us to share it wherever we are. In Jesus' name, amen. Whatever way God might have spoken to you this morning, you want to respond to Him, either in the pew where you are, or if you want to come to the altar this morning for prayer, someone will meet you here if you come for prayer. Or if you want to join our church. If you're lost, you want to be saved. Today is the day of salvation. As we stand together, Susan, what number are we singing? Four, four, three. Open my eyes. Four, forty-three. Let's stand.
Thank you for your presence, your attention this morning. Um, I hope you'll be here tonight in 